Hello and welcome back to In The Box. It's time to kickstart a brand new series. My name is Sharda and I'm delighted to say that for our opening episode, I have been dispatched to Liverpool to visit one of the largest grassroots clubs in the country. Here at MSB Walton, they have over a hundred teams providing hundreds upon hundreds of players the opportunity to enjoy the game that we love so much week in, week out. We've come to take a look around their incredible facility, meet their players and coaches, but also to find out what it means to be a Nike partner club. So without further ado, let's take a little look around and see who we can find to talk to. Well, training has just started here. And besides all the pitches and where all the football happens, we all know that the second best place to visit, first of all, is the cafe and the clubhouse. And this is a fantastic space to come and have a chat with some of the people behind the scenes that keep this club running week in, week out. And I'm delighted to say that I have Chris, Colin and Luke alongside me. And gents, I know better than to try and explain the roles that you do <laughs> at this football club because the list is extensive. So why don't you introduce yourselves and, and tell us about how you serve and how you got involved here. Okay, uh, my name's Chris Leahy. I'm a welfare officer with Bolton. Uh, I also help run the academy for the under fives, under sixes. Uh, I have an under 13 team. I help with the open age women's team, and I have a we have a girls' academy for Friday nights. Which, uh, since the Lionesses won, has been a nightmare. <laughs> been fantastic. We started off with 12, 14, but getting regularly now 60, 65 every Friday. Unbelievable from the years three to 12. So that's really took off. And thankfully, they didn't win the World Cup because I don't know where we'd be right now. Yeah, those numbers would be growing and growing. <laughs> so, so that's where we're at. And, and we, we help out with, you know, I'm on the committee. We just do the general day-to-day, -day, anything that needs going on Camp Bill. We, we're involved with a, Colin set up a, an internal league for our, our teams a few years ago. And it's been so successful. It's, we've, we've outgrown our success on that. So I help run that. And... Any other chore that they, 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 they want to give me, I seem to be put our way. So, and that's that's me at Walton. Oh, fantastic! I got involved with me, me boy who was six at the time. I took him to another club, and uh, I said, "Listen, me boy's interested in getting involved in football." And he said, "Well, bring him for Saturday, and we'll give him a trial." I said, "He's six. I said, "Yeah, well, we'd like to do a trial." He said, "No, you're okay." And then a year later, I didn't know about what I found Walton. Um, we have an open door, anyone, any ability, anyone. And that's how I started here. And we've kept that ethos for that. My boy's 21 now. That's incredible. So, and we still kept that. And that's how I got involved. Colin, as soon as I walked through the door here at the club, you can just feel that, that family connection amongst people. It's a really special football club that you've built here. Tell us about your role and the part that you play. Well, I think Chris has said everything, to be fair, um, of what we we do as not just a club, as a community, as a as an, an entity, not just, as I say, we are called MSB Wilson, but the surrounding areas. See, at the moment today, we just got under 4,000 children now playing football at Wilton, which is great, as, as Chris said, from the girls, from the boys, to mixed, to disability, to we're looking into walking football, which is absolutely, I don't know, from where it started many, many years ago, we've done a bit of research and there was an old boys Wilton club back in the 1910s, 1920s with one. Now, to date, we've got 187. Uh, we could not do this without the likes of Luke, with the likes of, without the likes of Chris. The, I say the community spirit is endless. Um, and we're just, a, we're just a franchise for what all the other children 
coming through once we're gone. Hopefully this will this will replicate from through with loads of different partners like the likes of Nike, Nike Partner Club through the FA. Everything it's um, it epitomises what we do. These guys do a voluntary. I'm so fortunate to work full time for MSP Walton, um, but I just could not do it without these guys. Yeah. It's um, they put the hours and hours in. As Chris said, I don't think he ever goes home. I think. Do they charge you rent? <laughs> this is my second base, and that's a standing joke that you know. Don't you ever go home? But <laughs> but Colin's the same. Luke's the same. But you know, we all do our bit. We all you know, and we are blessed, and we're in a fortunate position through Nike and the, through the you know the sponsorship we get, and through MSB, we're able to employ Colin because this would not exist without a full man, full time person, whether it be man or female person doing what he does, the hours he puts in, you know, and we'll talk about Luke's role as the, the coach and mentor. I mean, everyone puts the hours in. Well, Luke, that leads us nicely to learning a bit more about your role because we, we've seen already the number of children that are just playing football with smiles on their faces, hearing about the growth within the, the girls and women's game in particular. So, so tell us the part that you play. Uh, yeah, so I've got one of the under-16 teams at Walton, um, which I've had since they were under-7. So my team was one of the first uh, teams that came out of the the new sort of like academy sort of type thing um, that Chris mentioned, which was set up by Colin. Um, so that was sort of the start of sort of Walton churning out the amount of teams that we're starting to, to, to put out. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've had them since they were under sevens and they're under sixteens now. Uh, so I've took them all the way through, um, and then I'm part of the the main sort of club committee with Colin and Chris, uh, and then also uh, on the coaching committee, which sort of looks at like how we can support coaches and sort of, you know, um, help sort of the volunteers and the club sort of progress and you know support them along the way with with their coaching journey. I absolutely love that and hopefully we can touch on that point a little bit later on because when people are giving up their time, you want them to feel supported, you want them to develop as well. But that's Let's focus on what it is to be a Nike partner club. And Colin, I'll, I'll pose this question to you. How did you get involved? And subsequently, what's it been like to be a part of the programme? Well, first and foremost, I, I ended up being, we were originally part of a, another organisation, which because everything, every, every grassroots club around, we just do it for the love of football. Now, um, we didn't realise there was different avenues to express how we grow and grow and grow. And to be fair, we got we got in contact with MPC, which is Nike Partner Club, and said we could offer you certain bursaries if you want to come on come on board with us. We sat down with the committee and found that was the best solution for us as a club to go forward. As the guy said, we started an internal league, and we wanted to we wanted to go from 30 or 40 clubs, but to keep just under 4,000 children going, it does need sponsorship. It does need the backing of a massive organisation, which is Nike, massive organisation with, with, with the FA. So in collaboration with them, we get so much from Nike. You know, it's not just about money. It's about the backing. It's about the, I don't know, the actual um, going back and asking, asking their advice. They've done it. They're the professional side of it. So why can't we be? Why can't the children go out there and play football? and look like professionals, and that's what we try and do. If they've got a smile on the face, we, we've done our job correctly. Absolutely, and Chris, building upon that point, because running a football club when you've got so many players to support, it is financially demanding. You need lots of kit, you need lots of footballs. I suppose the instant thing that comes to mind when you're hearing of an organisation like Knight coming on board is that kind of help. How have they sort of 
benefited you as a club through being a partner club? Well, not only that, the benefits and the great, you know, the balls he supplied that we get every year, the kit they supply at a discount for us. But it's an identity. Our kids want to see an identity. They like the Nike. Everyone, you go out in the field, all the kits are the same. We have the number of kit, and that you go play other places who don't have that identity. We offer more kits than any other club. No, they can have a range of, I think, three, four, 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 four kits. But it's the identity. It's the, the the knowing that you've got back up. It's the knowing that well, you know what? We're part. You don't feel like you're part of something small. You're not. You can't be this big and just have a small time partner. You need someone with a big. And I hate to say the word. Clout. Yeah. And Nike carries a bit of clout, and it brings it in. Uh, and I go back to the other bit where, where it's, you know, a victim of our own success. Because we allow everyone in. No one's turned away at any point. We try not to. But some days we have to say, you know, we might have to say we're full. Mm. But Nike helps us with that, with that identity bit. It seems to me that you've built a really strong identity here, which in turn has helped you grow the community. And Luke, with your role, you're linked very intrinsically with the coaching side of it. And I know that by being a Nike partner club, your coaches get to benefit as well. So tell me a little bit more about that and the opportunities that have opened up. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess for us it's it's around you know supporting the volunteers who you know no you know nobody nobody starts off as a coach like you know what I mean like none of us have started with the experience of how to manage a session how to manage a group of kids how to manage a group of you know young adults depending on how old they are so I guess it's all about you know for us and you know the support that we've had in supporting our coaches and you know whether it's putting them through badges whether it's putting them through courses or you know just being able to have the you know the back end to, to just support them in general just out out on the on the pitches um you know it gives people like like colin and chris and, and others the time to like get out there and, and, and speak to people it gives us the opportunity to run you know our our own sessions and and really be on top of sort of um you know anyone who volunteers whether they're just a parent or you know a student or anyone who's come through and and sort of helped us out you know nobody's coming in with with the you know the top UEFA badges and all the experience everybody starts from the bottom um and i think that's you know that's something that we you know we've, we've obviously recognized and and going forward that's what we're trying to improve see i'm a massive um, advocate of um, education and without nike we couldn't put all these coaches through level ones, level two. So where, where, where's the money coming from? We get the bursary off Nike. That goes back into the education, goes back into the system. And all it is, it helps out the children too. As I say, what a level FA level one now is 160 pounds. I've got nearly 300 coaches. Where does that money come on? Level two is 500 pounds. UA for B, nearly a thousand pounds. Certain, certain coaches that go on that and stuff like that. But where does it come from? It comes from Nike. It comes from, and it's a cycle of um, actually bringing bringing the children back in, to to hopefully when they're old enough, they go. You know what? I love that. Let me be a coach. Like like Luke, Luke when he was when he first started, he was fourteen when he took a team on. Now he's six hundred and sixty two. It's also from a welfare point. You know, we're big on the welfare. We're big on safety, child safety. So, you know, all our coaches need a DBS every three years. There's £10. They need a safeguarding. There's £30. So they're all additional costs that we probably would have to find the money somewhere else if we weren't with Nike. We weren't getting that bursary from Nike. So they're all hidden costs that people come up 
and they just come and play and they do the bit, but they don't see the hidden cost. Uh, so we're very fortunate, fortunate to have the backing. I know that there's going to be volunteers across the country, whether they're involved with leagues and clubs that are listening to this, probably nodding away, knowing the costs that are involved in yeah. running a club, yeah. which to me makes it all the more important that this partnership, the investment that goes in from Nike, the collaboration with the Nike partner clubs, it feels like the roots are really, really deep so that this can have a sustainable long-term impact for your club and those across the country involved in the programme as well. Because I think... Nike and ourselves realise it's a two-way street. It's not just one way. It's not Nike giving us something to say, giving us something to do. There's a conversation to be had. We've got an idea. You have an idea. And it's bounced back and forth. It's not a one-way street. It's, it's a partnership. It's basically what it says on the tin. It's a partnership. Yeah. It's you not know, a transactional it's thing. Not a it's, transaction. it's giving you the, the, the lead to then go and make yeah, a And it's given us the tools and it's given us, you know, as, a, as, a, as a, sorry to repeat myself, it's given us that ethos. We're part of a big setup. We're part of our big setup. And Nike, with all due respect, they're part of our big setup. So that's how it works. You know, so. Colin, I think it's really interesting that your role is a full time role here because, again, there'll be a lot of people that listen to the podcast that are part of very rapidly growing clubs where the number of teams, you know, is almost that three figure plus. And it is a lot. You're almost like a small, medium sized business. We mentioned, or I think you mentioned as well, the benefits in terms of sponsorship. Does it help when you have a brand like Nike aligned with your football club to then appeal to local partners and local businesses in the community to come and, and get involved? Because again, that investment is going into to the scenes we see behind us. It's so, it's so hard that all the committee got, like I used to do a full-time job in, in another industry and we would do all the same. We were doing volunteer stuff and stuff like that. We were all doing 20, 30, 40, 100 hours a week. And we said, should we take a chance? Should we, should we take a chance of going and being full-time? It does give me scope to look at other avenues. And that's why MSB, MSB solicitors come involved. They, they, um, they sponsor us per year. They give, us a, they give us a chunk of money, but the money goes back into the children. And it's, it's like a cycle, but people being out there now, as you said before, up and down the country, who do this voluntary week in, week out, will be nodding, will be shaking their heads. How do you do it? How do, I've, I've had extensive interviews with regional clubs all, all around the city, all around the Northwest, saying, I said, we're an open book. Get in touch with me and I'll, sh I'll show you. It is hard. You cannot do it on your own. I know there's so many, in, there's so many clubs who have got two, one person on the committee who's the welfare officer, who's the secretary, who's the money taker, who's this, who's that, and you just can't do it, especially in this modern day, modern day and age. The old dog and duck in the pub, one team, sadly is gone, especially with the welfare. The welfare side is paramount, safety is paramount for everybody, and we have got to get that right first before we get them children playing football, as I say, in this fantastic facility. So we, we used to laugh, obviously, and this is, you know, a go back to Luke 14 coming in, I have no children of my own, they're long gone. Luke hasn't. So, you know, people are doing this for the love of what they do. But I go back to when uh, we, we decided that we'd open the job up, we'd put in the job out there and take on a full-time club manager. Because about 10 years ago, we go up and we'd be up at Camp Hill, six in the morning, freezing cold, setting goals up. You'd be trudging around and then all the kids turn up and the joy under fives, under sixes, the joy is just unbelievable. Uh, 
throw the odd little cartwheel in and they like a laugh, don't they? Still cartwheels, he's 63. <laughs> 60 next year, thank you. But Colin used to laugh at and we'd laugh at this and go, I wish I could do this as full-time. I wish I could do this as a full-time job. And I always used to say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> be careful. And I, I still say it now. So yeah. He's right sometimes, though. But what, what's brilliant is the point that you make in terms of wanting to share that best practice with others from across the sort of footballing landscape because there are probably volunteers where that to-do list just feels never-ending and once you get to the bottom of it, it, it starts again, which is why we're so thankful for you for letting us come and visit you and to hear your experiences because I think it will be very, really inspiring. One point I wanted to ask again to you, Luke, is part of this partnership means that you get to go and experience things that perhaps you would never normally have the opportunity to. I'm thinking of events across St George's Park and those can only be good for your volunteer workforce because those are the moments, again, you don't necessarily do it for the recognition. A lot of people are far too humble and selfless to, but what a great incentive to have and for you and your you know, fellow volunteers to experience. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been down a couple of times to, to St George's Park for various different things, um, you know, football related or sort of you know as Collins mentioned before like collaborating with other clubs and 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 different sorts of programs but you know I you know as you say it, it's good to 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 see how wide it goes you know what I mean and how wide the support there is um and as you say it's not about necessarily doing it to get anything out of it um but I think you know what the recognition that you get when you go down there and we've been down with other clubs and you can see that everybody sort of you know everyone's pulling in the same direction but then you see how far we've come as well um so, you know, it, it gives you, I guess, reassurance that, you know, everything's on, I guess, you know, you're going in the right direction, but it's with the right intentions as well. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, there's different, there's, you know, there's, there's different sorts of elements to it. But I think the main reason is, you know, once you see, you know, us going down to different places and, and, and speaking with different clubs, uh, you know, as Colin said, and seeing that, you know, no, nobody's, you know, there's lots of different ways to get to the same point, but you know the way that we're going is, is, is you know, is working. As Chris said, it's probably working a bit too much, but you know, being able to again give our story to other clubs as well, and not not in in like a way to say that our way is the right way because it might not be the right, it might not be the best way, but it's a way that that's working and you know it's helping support kids playing football. Just imagine us though. Imagine us ten years ago, us going down St George's Park. It's that closer to being a professional being where England actually train and where England play. You couldn't have got that 10 years ago. You're certainly a club that's going in the right direction and it's really, like I say, very inspiring to hear from you. But every club, particularly one with the history and heritage that you guys have here and have built over a, a long amount of time, it is far from easy. And in fact, uh, I don't know when it was, um, how recent, I think it might have been maybe a year or two ago, you had 18 months, you had an awful arson attack here. And I think it's important for us to talk about because it shows, again, the sense of community that you've built here. So if you'd, you'd be good enough to kind of take us back to that and how oh, you bounced back from it. I don't, I don't even know where to begin with it because it was, I, I fell up now talking about it and the day we turned up at the container and every bit of material, every equipment was melted and, uh, and, and where do we go? It was all, the scene was horrific. It was just... You know, I, I hate to explain it, but I just didn't know where to go with this. So we thought, right, okay, let's get it together. Let's our heads get together. We come, we cleaned out the container. One of our coaches, he said, right, that's it. We're going to get on to go fund, and we got the, the funding. And the, you know, I had, I had a grandmother came up to me, and she gave me a check. 
She said, my little lad's been coming here since he was seven. I've never seen him so happy. And she gave me a thousand pound check, which we went. People come along, we, we got all the bibs washed and we took them to the laundress. The woman said, I haven't donated any. I've washed them free. So people just come together and it just felt so warm. And you think, well, we're actually doing something okay. And the minority, and now the people who set it on fire, I don't think they meant to cause that amount of damage. But for every action, there's an economic reaction, isn't it? And that's what happened. But the way the community come together. So we got together, we said, right, what can we do? I said, we're not going to let it ruin. So one of our coaches donated goals. This was on the, the Friday. We put them together and we were back up and running on the Saturday. And we said, I don't care, didn't we? If we've got to put coats down, we will make goals. Love that. And we got it going. And the amount of people that turned up to help and clean the, you know, so I mean, we're all volunteers and but the amount of volunteers that turned up, and I think it was four, wasn't it? <laughs> the amount of as Chris said there, the amount of community spirit from the grandma to Nike, Nike, Nike actually donating kits for us. Sang, I hate to say it because I'm never told you, but Liverpool kits, balls, stuff like that to do with with Nike MPC, with our with our retailing Vasey Club, who's been absolutely tremendous of being on our journey and hopefully the journey's still going it was it was not just a community spirit it was a, it was a countrywide spirit in the end i suppose spirit you would yeah i will I, I got phone calls from northumberland from everywhere i'm a small outlet how can we help yeah how can we help you know everywhere i mean even down sidcup professionals it was everton liverpool too in the end, I think we end up getting a combined nearly thirty thousand pounds, which which will go a hell of a long way. As I say, everything that goes into MSB Walton Grassroots comes out, it, goes back out to these kids. It gives me goosebumps to listen to that because you mentioned the the sum there that the community raised, but really you can't put a price on on that on people's selflessness, on their commitment to the club that you've built. And likewise, we can't really put a price on you generously allowing us to come and fill this episode and to hear a little bit about how the partnership has benefited you through some really, really tough times. But now when it's just you're going from strength to strength yeah. week in, week out. So thank you so much for having us. And we're going to go outside in a minute and speak to some of your players and coaches, which we're really excited for. But for now, as we were speaking about just earlier on, one of the many benefits of being a part of the Nike Partner Programme is that our teams get to go to visit some incredible places and be part of some very special events. One was held in the summer and we sent our friends of the podcast, Molly and Rosie, to find out a little bit more. So let's see how they got on. George's Park, get ready for a day full of football, unforgettable moments and a whole lot of fun. This is the main event for Nike Partner Clubs and today we're joined by 24 of them who are ready to showcase their skills. We've got a football tournament, a crossbar challenge and we're joined by some legends throughout the day. It's going to be unbelievable, let's get going. We've managed to track I can't believe it. We're joined by the amazing <laughs> Rachel Brown Finnis. Rachel, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, girls. Good. Obviously, we're down at St George's Park today. An incredible atmosphere. What do you make of it? 
it's buzzing. I mean, this like indoor sports all reminds me of fitness testing when we used to come down as a lioness. Oh, so negative vibes first, but you walk through the door <laughs> and seeing hundreds of young people, boys, girls, teams down here, enjoying themselves, meeting up, um, you know, involved in this wonderful um, display of, of partnership between Nike and the FA. Mm. And it's, uh, it's just a joy to see. You know, you've played football from such a young age. How important are events like this today in encouraging young people to continue to play football? Well, back in the olden days when I was young, uh, there was nothing sort of like this. Yeah. So now my young daughter who's seven, turning eight, would absolutely be buzzing to be involved in something like this. And to have the opportunities that they have across all of grassroots football, girls and boys, um, to get involved with this, just is, to see other teams getting involved just makes you feel uh, part of something bigger mm. and that's always empowering to these young people so it'll want them to come back next year they'll want to do that uh, and they'll want to continue being part of their teams they want to try and show off they want to showcase <laughs> some of their skills um, but it's a it's a brilliant environment a brilliant setup loads going on um, from the the virtual reality stuff to watching a big game all together later on um, and it just shows you how varied football is. It's not just about kicking a ball. There's all different dimensions to football that you know girls and boys can get involved in. Yeah, and we spoke about that a lot today, actually, that team spirit, that environment created through football. How important is that? It's a lifelong skill. Um, we all know, you know, once your playing days are over, me more than you girls, but, um, you know, a lot of those skills that you learn, learn how to get on with people from different backgrounds, learn how to go out and perform as a team when you don't necessarily get on with everybody on the pitch, that's fine, that's life. Yeah. Uh, understanding how to communicate, how to listen, how to talk, uh, understanding that wherever you go on the planet, football will be there and yeah. it can be that kind of, it can be that hook, it can be the reason why you go to a foreign country. Uh, and then there's, you know, some people I've met here I used to teach at university and so they've got jobs involved in football beyond playing. So there's so many dimensions that beyond playing football, football can be that infrastructure, can be that foundation to whatever you want to do moving forwards. Oh, 100%. And as we said, lots of young people playing football today. What would be one piece of advice that you give to them? First and foremost, enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Key. I would never have played for England if I'd not started for enjoying it because I didn't know there was an England team. I didn't have that kind of plan to move forward and to play for my country. It just kind of happened because I kept working hard at it. But I kept working hard at it because I absolutely love doing it. Make the most of it by working hard at it and opportunities will happen. When opportunities happen, go for it and take those opportunities. Whoa, I'm feeling inspired. I'm going to take that. Yeah, 100%. I'm feeling inspired. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank so you. good for you to join us. Thank you. So we're at the Nike Partner Club event here at St George's Park where we've got 240 players across 24 different grassroots teams, all Nike Partner Clubs. There's a whole host of benefits to becoming an NPC club. The first being you get a bursary which is issued uh, from the FA which can then be redeemed against uh, a number of different FA official accredited courses, whether that be coaching sessions, uh, player sessions or official sessions. You also get access to a number of different tickets, whether that be Premier League fixtures, WSL or international games. If clubs want to become part of the Nike Partner Club programme, uh, we'd recommend they reach out to their assigned retailer. Uh, they'll be able to give advice on how to get into the scheme and the certain criteria that they need to meet in order to do so. And then on top of that, we also have a Nike Partner Club email address, so if they reach out via that, uh, we'll be there to assist with any, any queries or problems they may have. Got another special guest, Rose. Oh. 
The legends, the one and only Stuart Pearce, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you, appreciate it. And obviously, we're down at SGP today. Mm. Amazing atmosphere. Yep. What are you making of it all? Well, firstly, for so many youngsters to come along, so many teams to come along and coaches to spend time at where the, all the England teams mm. train mm. is fantastic. This was a vision when I was under 21 manager that I had that, well, not I had, that people before me, but it's brilliant to see so many people enjoying the centre, not yeah. just the senior teams. Amazing. And we're all here for grassroots football, right? And, yeah. you know, we've all, we've all played grassroots football in our time, haven't we? How important is that to the overall game? Well, probably I'm well qualified to tell you. When I was 16 years old and left school, uh, having spent a long time in grassroots with all the young teams, the school teams, county teams, Sunday teams that I played for, I had nowhere to go and play yeah. football. So I had to go to my local non-league team mm. and spend five and a half years there and 250 games before I turned pro. So it's not lost on me the importance of grassroots football. And if it wasn't for that bottom of the pyramid, if you like, and the coaches, the managers giving their time up, we would never have the next generation of international players. It's true, sometimes it takes you to like be here at events like this to appreciate sort of where we come from in yeah. grassroots football. And today we have got 24 Nike partner clubs who have all got amazing coaches with them. What's your piece of advice to those coaches that work hard day in, day out in grassroots football? I think the, the most important thing is make the experience for the players enjoyable. I think if you have a bad experience as a young player, it will yeah. put you off the game for a long time. So there's a lot of in a good way, pressure on coaches, especially at grassroots level, to make sure the experience for youngsters is really good, both for boys and girls. Um, for the coaches' point of view, keep developing as coaches as well, you know, as well as giving that good experience to, to young players. Make sure that you keep developing as coaches as well. And the game's about enjoyment. You've got a fitness aspect to it as well. So there's so many pluses. And the camaraderie that, that teams have amongst themselves is there for all to see. All of us that have played in team sports, uh, that's a dynamic I love and probably that I miss now being the age I am. Amazing. And to be fair, we probably feel the same actually. You miss that team environment and we spoke to a lot of people about this today. How important is that community side of football mm. that you get definitely from grassroots yeah. football? There's nothing like the changing room, is there? No. No, you're no. Never like, you, can't, you can't replicate no. that. No, no, you're right. As I say, listen, all football teams, basically all around our country, are the hub of the community, yeah. to be honest with you. They offer fitness, they offer togetherness, whether you're a player, or alternatively, whether you work as a support, if you're a coach, even sometimes if you work in the bar afterwards, yeah, wash the yeah. kit, whatever it is, you're all part of the setup and all part of, the, of a small community. And that plays a lot into the, the well-being and the, the mental health of people as 100%. well. That's a big part of it. So. Listen, I think we're fortunate to be part of, I certainly have over my time, be part of a, a brilliant uh, sport, which is football. Yeah. Oh, what a way to finish. Stuart, thank you so much for talking. My pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Being part of today has been really a really good experience, playing football with your mates at St George's Park. My favourite bit today has definitely been the game. It was really fun and it was really good to play a team that I've never played before. I love football because I've been playing this since I was six or seven um, and it's a good sport. It's great, great for the girls to come down here, uh, play football and play in this amazing facility. So as a coach as part of the Nike programme, it's, um, we have a coaching opportunity so we can go through our coaching awards, coaching badges. Um, we can also take part in safeguarding courses, which is important to safeguard the young people. Um, 
and it's it's just it's great to develop volunteers which is what we all are you know parents of the girls that are playing uh, into coaches to help out and keep these going keeping girls involved in sport the benefit of being part of the nike partners club program um it's it's an opportunity for us um like nationwide for the the clubs to be joined up together come to events like this um and and develop football and raise awareness of football especially in the girls side i think is really important and that's what I, it's been really good to have that is just raising the profile of girls football What an unbelievable event it's been here at St George's Park. And Mo, it takes me right back to the good old days, grassroots football, summer tournaments. Oh. Honestly, I've been itching to get back out there, but it has been incredible to see so many young people just playing football and enjoying the day with their teammates. And it's what I miss the most, if I'm honest. And their memories you never forget. And this is what it's all about. Rosie, Molly, thank you so much. What an incredible event at St George's Park. I wish I'd been there, but luckily I've got Mike alongside me who was. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us on In The Box. We've seen there the benefits for the players and the girls that got to be a part of the event at St George's Park. But for you as a coach as well, I can imagine it was a pretty cool day. It was amazing. I think just being there, having the opportunity to experience the different facilities. And I know the girls got so much out of it. It was, it was just an amazing experience and, and one we're hoping to be able to repeat again. It must be rewarding for you as a coach, though, because you work with those girls week in, week out to help them get better at football, but build a lot of skills alongside that. And to be able to go to the home of the England football teams must be inspiring and aspirational for everyone yeah they did they i think one of the things when uh, we were building up to that as we were talking about that and and in a lot of our training sessions and games sort of leading up to it, but then get actually the chance to get their play where england train uh, i know the girls were just walking around in awe the whole time and it's a great opportunity it's an amazing experience curtis building on that point a real benefit of being a nike partner club is you get that kind of coach to coach support which I can imagine is, is really valuable. I know you look after a whole range of teams here as well. You've got a lot of experience. It must be nice for you to then share that experience, but also hear other ideas from other coaches. Yeah, exactly. I'm, you know, I'm a coach that coaches kids. I'm also a coach that hopefully helps coaches coaches as well. And as Kev said, being able to get our coaches on that course, take them through the practical and as well as in the classroom, just giving them the most holistic, you know, teaching that they can get. The support we've had to be able to do that i've been a product of that and then going for my ua for c then building blocks to be able to you know grow as a coach and then be able to share that with the rest of the coaches of the club has it's been fantastic it's fantastic i just wanted to ask each of you and i'll come to you first mike is being a nike partner club something that you would recommend because we have a lot of people that listen into the podcast from across the country some might just be starting their clubs others might be you know on that accreditation journey is it something that you'd recommend 100 percent. i think that opportunity i think to to build the club and uh, have those, you know, that, like sort of talking about the coaching and the experiences that the young, the young, the young boys and girls can get. It's, it's well worth it, 100. percent Kev, is that something you'd emulate as well? Because I know alongside coaching, you have the welfare side of it as well. Yeah, de definitely. It, it only breeds confidence to the club just having access to what Mike supports us with. I think without that, I, I don't know how we would we would physically do it financially. Whether how we would do it, it just gives us confidence to grow the club, grow the coaches, and provide that safe environment for kids to really enjoy their football. Curtis, it seems to have a lot of positives both on and off the pitch as well. I believe that your role is going to evolve even further to look after some of those off the field matters as well. Um, yeah. Is it something that you would say or what words of advice would you give to someone listening who's thinking, oh, this night partner club stuff sounds great. Would you recommend it? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, the reason for that, you know, everybody knows who Mike is when you work together and as a partner of your club. You know, we started off at 30, 40 teams, we're now 160 plus. 
been with us throughout that journey. So it's not just now where, you know, have that many teams, having the support there, having a trusted partner, having someone to bounce ideas off, someone who's been through it with many different people is just support that you need to be able to grow whatever stage you're at, at the moment. And I think looking at it honestly, there are a lot of challenges that come with running a grassroots football club at any level within any size. Is there anything that you think the Nike part in the club programme could do to further support grassroots football? Tough question. Is there anyone with anything that springs to mind where again it could evolve, Curtis? I'll take that up and I think first things first and what we gain from it is it's the knowledge and the support to be able to give our coaches and other clubs the opportunity to go and obtain that knowledge. So that support and you know increasing that as far as possible to as many clubs as possible that's the biggest thing you know each coach that you look at around here was a parent before they started to become a coach they didn't have the knowledge on how to do it we had the support from you guys to then give them the opportunity to get that knowledge and that's the biggest thing i think we can give give to anybody really you're both nodding along there and kev i imagine as well the point about parents becoming coaches when clubs are struggling to find volunteers there's often a pool of people right in front of them yeah. and the nightclub partnership can help unlock those opportunities and mike you're like chuckling away there because i imagine it was your daughter yeah yeah <laughs> that, that is a recognizable story across yeah. the country isn't it definitely i mean i started as a parent i brought my my son here when he was four years old he's now playing me on the 23s He's been right the way through the club. And um, there's many stories like that. We all started off as parents. I think what Nike and the bursary has really helped us with, they've developed, obviously myself and other people like Curtis, you know, the older coaches, developed us as coaches to help some of the other ones coming through as well, the ones just starting out on their journey. So they're not just a parent of a team, they actually become qualified coaches and they have that confidence to pass that knowledge on to other coaches and it just breeds through the club. Finally, Mike, your daughter plays here. You've become involved as a, a coach here. We've spoken about all of the range of benefits from being a Nike partner club. But to me, that sense of once you get involved here, you're kind of here for life. And it just seems to be a real family and a lot of longevity, which is really important because sustainability is key for a lot of clubs moving into not just the next couple of years, but five, ten and onwards. Yeah, no, I think um, like I was saying, Kev, they, you, you're a parent on the sidelines. You, you, you sort of watching them on a Saturday morning at Camp Hill and, uh, and then all of a sudden you're in there, you're coaching. Um, I've actually got three that are in this club at the moment, uh, boys and girls, and uh, one of them just starting their journeys. We've actually been working with Curtis on a Saturday morning. Um, so that you watch that journey going through all the way up to 14s and, and up into the adults. It's, it's, it's a fantastic club and, and being part of that, that night partnership, it just, it just like Kev was saying, it breeds across the whole club and, and it just improves coaches and, and the, uh, the kids' opportunities to play football. Well, look, guys, thank you so much, not only for joining us on In The Box, but for everything you do and the hours that you give. I think as soon as we walked through the door here, we knew what a fantastic club it was, and it's a real honour to host the episode here. So thank you very much. Well, I'm delighted to say that I am now joined by some of the MSB players who were lucky enough to go and play at the training facility of both the senior England teams, where the Lionesses train week in, week out. Fern, what was it like to go and play at St George's Park. It was like really good like, to like stand, like it felt like I was standing like where all they were standing. It was like, felt weird like in the change rooms and I didn't realise how big he was. It's amazing, <laughs> yeah. right? What, what did it feel like when you train week in, week out here to know that you had the opportunity to go to a facility like that? That it was completely different than it was usual, like with the pictures now and then you get like a proper indoor thing and like it was so good. We've seen all the footage. It looked like a really fun event that was hosted by the Nike 
part in the clubs. What did it feel like for you as a player to be invited to an event like it, that? It was really boss and it was fun because um, not many people get to do that in their life. So it was a really great opportunity. That's so fantastic to hear. And I can see you're all kitted out in Unite gear now because when you're playing football, I suppose like having the right kit and feeling really comfortable when you're about to play football is really important. Yeah, because like, if like, like when you got like Liverpool kits and everything, it's like better because if like, you're wearing like random stuff, it's not good. Yeah, and you've got your club kit on there with your yeah. club crest on it. What does it feel like to represent the club? Good. It's just like if you didn't play for a club, it'd just be like weird playing for like just random football. But playing for MSB, it's like it's like a big massive club. You feel like a family. Yeah. Does that feel the same for you? Like being part of a football family, you all kind of train in the same kit, play in the same kit. Yeah, it is really like we have matches on Saturdays and we all play together, and it's a really fun experience. I just wanted to ask you as well, we've seen the England Lionesses train at St George's Park and then go and win the Euros, get to the final of the World Cup. Were you interested in football before that or has it kind of peaked watching them? Um, I've, always, I've always liked football since I was little, so um, it might have just been like understanding the game a lot better from watching them play a lot more. Yeah, definitely. Being able to see them on TV week in, week out and in the WSL as well is amazing. Right, my final question to each of you, what do you love about football? So what I love about football is that it's just like, it's dead fun to play and you get like, you can go in your own mind space and then it's like, it's a good sport to play and it's like very good. I love that. It yeah. gives you that kind of freedom and helps your mental health. Yeah. I think that's really important. Who wants to go next about what they love about football? I like football because like, you like find new friends and everything it's like a good sport even if you're not like the best at it you still get to like take part in it and like you get better and better and see yourself improving and everything that is an amazing answer thank you so much right finally what do you love about football um the fact that you know like you, you get to meet new people and you you get to play a game that um is universal from, from um, the world as well as it just being a really fun thing to do on like a saturday or friday night Brilliant, because thank you so much for coming down on, on one of the nights that you don't have to train to come and speak to us. We really, really appreciate it. We're going that you put your coats on and all your other Nike layers. Thank you. Well, that is just about all we have time for on this episode of In The Box. It has been fantastic to come and learn more about the Nike Partner Club programme and all of the benefits that clubs like this receive up and down the country. We hope that our conversations have inspired you and perhaps provoked some ambitions for the future as well. If you'd like to become a Nike Partner Club, then we will leave a link in the description below. Click it, find out more and get involved. Until next time, goodbye.